This is the Sneaky Plays Podcast, presented by JokerMag.com. Welcome, everyone, to the Sneaky Plays Podcast, presented by JokerMag.com. I'm, I'm here with Morris and Dom Fierro, and I am Brian Cantino, and we are here to discuss the Sneaky Plays of the Week for your daily fantasy lineups. What's up, guys? What's up? How we doing, fellas? Doing great, Morris. How you been, man? I'm good, man. I missed you boys last week. Yeah, how was how was the uh, the Sixers game? Uh, it was a good time. Rolled over the uh, the lowly Chicago Bulls. Um, you know, <laughs> off to a decent start. Uh, you know, but it's kind of crisis land in Philadelphia this week. Sixers with a heartbreaker last night, and obviously we know what the Eagles did to us over the weekend. So, yeah, things are okay, but they've been better. Glad to hear. It. Glad to have you back. What's up, Dom? How are you doing? You know, same old, same old. Watching the the Knicks uh, in a nice competitive game against the Heat right now. You now flipping back and forth between baseball games. So we're all set. Looking for a big showdown this Sunday. Can't wait. Go Dodgers. Ooh. Yeah, go Dodgers. Absolutely. I'm rooting for the Sox, boys. I got to be different. Oof. All right. Well, uh, let's get to football. Um, it's Wednesday. Thursday night games coming up tomorrow. It's going to be a decent matchup between uh, two and four, three teams, the Dolphins and the Texans. Um, but, yeah, let's talk about the games between Sunday and Monday first, and then we'll give our predictions, including the Thursday night game. So, uh, Morris, this week at quarterback for your daily fantasy lineups, um, who are you kind of looking at this week? Who's on your list? Well, my number one guy, I think I'm going with Andy Dalton this week. Uh Fairly highly priced at 6200 but, I mean, again, going against the Tampa Bay defense, which we know has been a dumpster fire all year. Feels like we pick somebody going against them every week. Um, and, I mean, they've been a little bit better, I guess, as of late, but I think Cincinnati's going to have a big offensive day coming back home after laying a big clunker in Kansas City last week. Um, you know, Tampa's secondary has been so beat up all year. Um, and, I mean, Tyler, he's, Tyler Boyd obviously has emerged as a really solid number two target there. Uh, and A.J. Green's been back to doing A.J. Green things from earlier in his career this year. Uh, so I like Dalton a lot this week going up against Tampa to put up a lot of points. Um, my number two guy, I would probably go with Jared Goff. Uh, we know how leaky the Green Bay defense has been over the last few years and really hasn't improved any any much at all this year. Um, and even with Cooper Cup out, you still have Robert Woods, who's been one of the best receivers in the league this year. Brandon Cook's one of the best deep deep threats in the league. Um, and, I mean, nobody's just stopped the Rams. They're back at home this week in the comfort zones of L.A. too, playing out there. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I they, they've been good for 30-plus, I think, every week so far this season. Uh, so I like for that to continue. Um, and my third guy, probably I would go with, Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, Cleveland's defense is pretty good against the pass. Um, But I think Big Ben also coming off a bye week. He threw for a lot of yards against Cleveland in week one. Um, Turned the ball over a little bit. There were some fluky plays in that rain-soaked game. Um, But I think think Cleveland's starting to slip a little bit, too. They've been been definitely much worse the last couple weeks. San Diego went up and down, excuse me, the Chargers, the L.A. Chargers. Went up and down the field against them a couple weeks ago. Um, and I like for Big Ben to do the same. I think there's too much firepower on that offense for Cleveland to, to handle between Juju and Antonio Brown. And 
I got another guy on my uh, on my radar that I'll that I'll talk about later that I like for Pittsburgh, but Big Ben definitely I think is a good play this week. Dom, uh, what do you think about Morris's uh, QBs, and then uh, who do you got? Well, not too high on Dalton after after last week. The Chiefs' defense is atrocious, and they shut him out pretty much. I mean, he could do absolutely nothing against that Chiefs' defense. Um, your golf pick, I like. You know, I am a Packers fan, but it's going to be an absolute shootout. <laughs> It is. I like Rodgers, too. I On Sunday, I like, I like. That game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rodgers is a little – he's priced a little higher. I think Rodgers is 64. He's at 64. Yeah. Right. So, you know, Goff, I think, is a really good pick. Uh, and then Big Ben, I don't know. I'm not I'm not a big Ben believer. Big Ben's a crapshoot. I get it. I mean, you yeah. never know exactly. I'm not, not a big believer in him. Uh, I'm just – I think the Browns are starting to – are kind of starting to head down that path where they're just not going to be a very good football team. They showed some promise the first couple of weeks. And I mean, I think, I think it's a big breakout day for Ben at home. I know it's not, you know, and their past defense isn't poorly ranked either, but I just more of a gut feel with that one. Yeah. Uh, no, I definitely understand that, but I'm just not too high on him. Uh, so my picks are Aaron Rodgers at 6,400. Oh, uh, I saw that coming. <laughs> I think you'd be stupid to not pick one of the two QBs in this game. It's going to be an absolute shootout in L.A. Um, very, very, very high scoring, especially since, who knows, Mike McCarthy has no idea how to do a run game. So uh, look for Rodgers to have a huge day. And then my other pick, I only had two this week, uh, is Kirk Cousins versus the Saints. Saints defense. Ah. <laughs> Saints defense is bad. Kirk Cousins is at 5,900. Uh, you know, he's got Thielen, he's got some other guys, you know, he's going to have, I feel like a big game. He hasn't really had, I think that game since he played the Rams really. Uh, but I look for him to have a huge game against the Saints and just lighten them up. <laughs> so in a rematch of that, uh, big game they had last year where Stefan Diggs took it to the house at the end. So should be a good one. Yeah. They're back in, uh, that that game's in Minnesota too, right? Uh, that game is I'm not sure. in Minnesota. It's in Minnesota, yes. yes. I think I, I want to say that's the Sunday night game. So, yep, that is Sunday a good night. One. Yeah, it should be a it should be a doozy. Yeah, so um, I'm actually Morris with the uh, the Big Ben pick. I'm actually right with you there, man. I think there we go. Big Ben's coming out party. Um, I think he's absolutely going to torch the Browns at home. It's, and like you said before, it's kind of like a gut feeling type of thing. But, yeah. um, I mean, the Cleveland defense recently, they've been allowing um, – they're 26th in passing yards allowed per game. And then with the weapons that he has with Connor, uh, Juju, and A.B., I mean, those yards are just going to start turning into touchdowns. Yeah. Real quick. And I think, yeah. I think Big Ben's going to put up a lot of points. Um, so – his ceiling um, is just super high for this game, and I think he can. I think he reached some pretty high numbers. I'm thinking between 25 and 35 points. I really think he could put that up this week. Um, yeah, agreed. I think, I think he's someone that you know, like like we were saying, just a gut feeling. If you think you know he has a better chance of hitting that ceiling than he does that floor, then uh, 
he's somebody that you can take a risk on. Um, and then uh, I also have Jameis Winston on my list. Um, we already talked about this game, that, you know, already. Um, like I said, we've been talking about Tampa Bay <laughs> all the time. Um, but they're going up against Cincinnati, who's equally as bad um, against um, opposing quarterbacks. Cincinnati ranks 31st, actually. Um, they're allowing 23.4 points per game. To um, No, that's Jameis Winston's numbers. I'm sorry. Jameis is averaging 23.4 fantasy points per game um, through his two and a half games. Um, and, yeah, uh, Cincinnati's just been getting torched through the air. Um, Jameis Winston has Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson and Chris Godwin. I think they are going to light up the scoreboard. Um, and from the other side, like you were talking about Dolan, I think Dolan could have an equally good game uh, going against Jameis Winston. So I think that game is actually, you know, a good one to attack from a fantasy standpoint. Yeah. I feel like we say this every week in any game the Bucks are in. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be a shootout. And last week, I don't think there were a ton of points in that game against Cleveland, but a fair amount of yards. And in pretty much every other game, there's been – there's been a lot of points and yards. That's the bottom line. Um, I don't, I mean, Jameis, I don't think throws the ball as well downfield as maybe Fitzpatrick did. And I think that's kind of hurting Deshaun um, and maybe Evans a little bit too. Um, but I think he definitely works it to the tight ends and the Godwin pretty well. And he's been moving the ball. I just, I mean, the, the big plays haven't quite been as frequent as they were in the first few weeks, but agreed Cincinnati's past defense really. I mean, they got completely, I mean, everyone's been getting lit up by Mahomes, but they were no different, and they were probably maybe the worst. I mean, they had I think Kansas City had almost 600 yards offense or something in that game. Um, so yeah, that's that's going to be a shootout. So I like both QBs in that game. Yeah, uh, Jameis just you know in his last two games he's thrown for 395 and 365. So you know he's just chucking the ball, and it's not it's not going to be any different this week. So you know that's that's kind of why that's kind of why I have him. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I think that the, he's a good pick for this week. Uh, like you said, he's kind of been – once he came back, he's been lighting it up. Uh, look for him to get Peyton Barber a little bit more involved this week too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you saw last week that Hunt absolutely destroyed that Bengals defense. Uh, so look for him to get involved uh, in the passing game definitely because he does have speed, breakout speed and he's a good running back. Uh, they just couldn't get the ball to him the other uh, – against the Browns. So I think that's a good bet too with that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. What do you think with, with that backfield with Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber? Like they got something going on oh, there. They really haven't been able a... to utilize both of them. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't like it much. I Well, Peyton Barber, he did have, uh, I watched a little bit of that game on red zone. Uh, and I saw Peyton Barber did have a touchdown call back on him in that game for a holding call. So, you know, he stole the, the prime back, and I think they're getting him a little more involved each week. Uh, he did have like 11 or 12 carries himself. So, uh, you know, if they can get that more involved, I think that Tampa Bay offense starts winning, winning games because the defense sucks. But we'll see. Yeah, they just don't try to run the ball, really. It's not no. that they – I mean, I think they can a little. I mean, Peyton Barber's not bad. He's got some explosiveness. He's not really an every-down workhorse, the guy that you're going to give the ball to like 20 times a game. But you could get him 10 carries and anywhere from five to eight, you know, receptions probably. Um, yeah, and I, I think they probably will look to get him involved more. Um, 
but yeah, they've just basically just been a shotgun drop back offense because they do have a ton of good receivers. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. So uh, while we're talking about running backs um, for Tampa Bay, let's just talk about running backs from the rest of the NFL uh, this week um, for your fantasy lineups. Dom, uh, who do you got? So this week, uh, I got three picks. First one is Kareem Hunt versus uh, the Bran- or versus the Broncos. Sorry, at seventy one hundred, we all know what he can do. Uh, guy just scores touchdown after touchdown, refuses to go down, gets tons of yardage, especially in the past game. Uh, so look for him to have a big week. My other two guys, they're priced a little bit lower. Uh, one guy I have is Doug Martin versus the Raiders. Looks like he's going to be starting. Uh, with Lynch out for 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 the time being, he's on IR right now, and Martin hasn't been the Martin we used to know when he was with the Bronc or with the Bucks. Uh, mm-hmm. So look for him to kind of make a name for himself again this week against the Colts. And then the other guy I have is Chris Carson, priced at forty three hundred for the Lions. Uh-huh. We've oh, talked about <laughs> we talked about the Lions D against the running against the running backs, you know, almost weekly. And they're not very good against the running backs. Uh, Chris Carson, he's going to have to split carries, I think. But I think he can take advantage of a bad Lions defense against the run game and put up points. Yeah, so uh, more as we think about Dom's picks. Uh, I kind of like him. Yeah, well, I've got him. I mean, I, I have Chris Carson there as well. Um, I like Carson this week, too. As we know, I just traded for him in fantasy, and I've been getting a lot of uh, – a lot of uh, backlash for that. Well deserved. From Dom, too, as well. Um, <laughs> but it's nice to see that we both have them in our lineups this week. There's our, there's our good plays. Um, yeah, I mean, Detroit, they've been kind of an up-and-down defense. Um, but the main thing is there, I mean, see, they don't really have any other reliable running backs. I mean, Carson's kind of been getting the bulk of the work, it seems like, all season. Um, and, yeah, I mean, just gets a lot of carries. I think he's averaged about four four and a half yards a carry, too. So, I mean, I think he's a good play. He gets red zone touches, too. Um, so, I think that, that'll work out. Um, and who was the other one, Don? Richard? I had Doug, Doug Martin and Kareem Hunt. Oh, yeah, Doug Martin. That's right. Not, not, not Richard. Uh, he's, Martin, I don't know about. Um, I mean, he just hasn't been the same guy. I, I hear you going out all in with that one. Um, the Colts, I mean, that's, that's not really much of a game there. Um, but uh, I mean, he's just kind of been irrelevant to me. I feel like the last two seasons, um, and we know Lynch is out. And I, Lynch actually was running the ball pretty well. I think they have, a, they have another good offensive line in Oakland. They do like to run the ball, um, move the ball methodically and slowly down the field because Carr doesn't really, you know, stretch the defense all that much. But yeah, I mean, I, I understand he's you know you're going out on a limb with it, but. I think there's some guys out there better than Doug Martin. Um, Kareem Hunt, I mean, he's, I think, a lock every week to, to have a big week at this point. Um, I mean, it seems like he gets anywhere from 18 to 25 touches a game, whether it's, you know, 15 carries, seven, eight receptions. I mean, he's just a handful to deal with, just like everybody on that uh, on that Chiefs offense. Um, I will say Denver did defend uh, – they didn't defend Hunt very well, I don't think, the first time. They defended Mahomes decently on that Monday night game, but I remember now Hunt did have a huge night against them, um, and that was in Denver. 
And Denver's, you know, that's a defense that's reeling too. So I do like the hunt pick. I think he'll have a big game this weekend. Yeah, so uh, I, I kind of agree with that. I think Hunt is um, – he kind of gets forgotten about on that offense, and he's just an absolute animal. Watching him the other night against the Bengals, just, you know, he, it, it seemed like varsity against JV. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was that bad. Yeah, it was, it was that bad. bad. It really was. Oh, um, the game was over the second it started. Yep, yep. Um, and then as far as Doug Martin, I don't – I don't like Doug Martin really. I'd actually prefer Jalen Richard if I'm going to go yeah, with the, absolutely, an absolutely. Oakland back. Uh-huh. Uh, um, Richard has been uh, over ten fantasy points um, in four or six games. So um, they look for him in the air out of the backfield. Um, and yeah, like Morris was saying, I, I can't just I just can't get on the Doug Martin wagon right now. I would like to see him have a good game first before I put him into a fantasy a daily fantasy lineup um yeah so and then chris carson um i'm kind of with you with you guys on chris carson um i do think he is the best back in the seahawks backfield but um so the Lions did just get snacks harrison today and that's like kind of why i kept him off of my list i don't think it's going to be like a giant factor but i do think it is a factor um for the Lions defense stopping the run yeah that's true i forgot about that trade um yeah i mean detroit's got a decent defense they're not bad i just i based that one more off of i think he's kind of their only reliable back i think he's going to get a lot of the workload and mm-hmm. i mean yeah that's that's where i'm thinking there and i'm with you with doug morton also about Jalen richard i think he's a better play i mean he's definitely the guy that's going to get you know more of the passing options he's going to get some some short passes out of the backfield he's going to be in on passing downs um, and Martin, I mean, Martin probably will get the bulk of the carries, but yeah, I like Richard as a much better play for Oakland. Yeah. And just along with that, just keep continuing with that. Um, I think the Raiders are going to be down yet again. I think the Colts offense has actually been, been sufficient and efficient yeah. rather. Um, and I think they're going to be up in the game and I think it's kind of going to be a battle of throwing the ball, um, at least for the, <laughs> The Raiders, um, I mean, they're defeated. Uh, they lost Amari Cooper. Um, so, you know, I think Rashard's going to get, uh, I would say, um, upwards of 10 targets. So that's kind of why I'd, I'd prefer him over uh, Doug Martin. Um, but, Morris, uh, who else did you have on your list? So you had Chris Carson and uh, who else? I had Chris Carson, uh, and I got another guy from to stay on the Oakland-Indianapolis game. Uh, Marlon Mack, I think, a sleeper. at Reasonably priced at 5400 a little more expensive than you would probably think, but he's been very, very reliable and steady the last couple of weeks. Um, I think he's got what do you have? I think he had, he had 126 yards last week and a touchdown. Um, that Indianapolis, yeah, that Indianapolis offense is kind of starting to come into its own a little bit. They've been scoring a lot more points the last couple of weeks, um, and he's been getting pretty much all the work in the back for in, in the backfield. No, no more Naheem Hines and. These other guys, Jordan Wilkins, I think he was getting some run early in the season. Mac has definitely emerged. Um, and Oakland's defense, I mean, has been pretty pissed poor all season long. Um, so I like Mac to have a, a breakout week this week. I think there's going to be a little, there's going to be some more points in that game than people think. Um, and my other back, uh, I had James Connor to stay with the Pittsburgh team. I think every I'm I'm just all on Pittsburgh this week. I think they're gonna have a big week. I could I think they're gonna take it to Cleveland. 
Um, and James Conner's been reliable all season. Um, Cleveland's 22nd against the run. Um, I mean, that Pittsburgh offensive line is amongst the best. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's going to have a big week as well. Yeah, I love I love the James Conner pick, but I even I love that Marlon Mack pick even more, man. Yeah. Um, price at 5,400, think it's a steal. Um, Oakland is 27th in rushing yards allowed per game. Uh, Marlon Mack has been a workhorse. Um, I kind I, I really want the Colts to start giving him the ball in the air too because he's explosive. You know, once once he gets uh, in open space, um, and I mean he's he's definitely like the guy in Indianapolis. Um, put up like thirty some fantasy points last week, something awesome while he was sitting on my bench. But yeah. um, I won't make that mistake this week. He's definitely going to be in my lineup. He's going to be in my daily fantasy lineup for sure. He's he's my number one back. Um, was he hurt? He was hurt the first. Yeah, he, he, was he, he was hurt. hurt. That's why Hines and Wilkins were getting more of the carries. Well, yeah. well, you got you got to go back to this too with that injury. Uh, he is suffering right now from an ankle injury. I am saying that. Yeah, he's, he's uh, limited in practice. So yeah, he's been limited in practice. He is questionable right now. Uh, so that is one thing to look at for that pick because I mean, mm. an ankle, you know, I get the hamstrings healed, but an ankle is nothing to really play around with either as a running back. Yeah, that's something I would sweep with that. He is kind of a fragile guy, it's what from what it seems. I mean, he's not all that big, like Tina said. I think he can also be utilized more in the passing game. Um, yeah. he, had, he had a touchdown through the air last week as well. Um, I think the last couple of weeks he's had one. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, de- he's definitely their number one back now. Um, and I think he's going to be, if he stays healthy, I think he's a good play going forward for the rest of the season. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, with the picks, like, you know, like we were talking about last week on the pod, um, just, we're going to keep putting out the picks closer to Sunday. Um, we actually ended up getting them out on Sunday last, uh, last week, um, but, yeah, we'll try to get them out Saturday-ish. Saturday, you know, during the morning or afternoon, have the picks out. So, you know, get all the injury reports through. Um, we're not going to put anyone on the list that's either doubtful, you know, or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, um, we'll have to see and wait with Marlon Mack. But I think he's fine. I think he's precautionary. Um, they just need him to be healthy going forward. So, I think they're going to limit him at practice because um, yeah. he's clearly, like, the best athlete on that team. I don't know, alongside with T.Y. Hilton, like they're going to be precautionary with them. Um, just like they've been precautionary with Jack Doyle. They're just waiting for him to get 100%. So um, I can kind of see why they would limit them at practice. Um, the other backs I have are Joe Mixon. Um, again, we're bringing up the Tampa Bay defense. Uh, they're just not good. It's going to be points galore in that game. Um, so yeah, at 7,300, I think that's fairly priced for Joe Mixon. Um, he did not end up playing that well last week, but that was mostly because of Annie Dalton being um, unable to move the football uh, against that Chiefs defense. Um, but, yeah, look for Joe Mixon to have a really big bounce-back week. Um, and then I got David Johnson uh, going up against the San Francisco 49ers, who are 28th against running backs and 30th in points allowed. Um, and they have a new offensive coordinator in Arizona, in the name of Byron Leftwich. So, <laughs> they do. Uh, yeah, so I'm actually excited about that. I hope it works in David Johnson's favor. 
um, people, you know, fantasy owners across the board are just not happy with the production that David Johnson has been giving them and the lack of work he's been getting. Um, look for Byron Leftwich to kind of seek, you know, help with David Johnson and just come up with ideas to get him the football and get him so many more touches. So that's kind of why I have him on my radar this week. Byron Leftwich drawn up plays on the sideline. Who would have found it? That's going to be a sight. Couldn't even keep his job from David Garrard back in the day. Well, we'll see how that goes. Well, he, he, was, uh, I mean, good. he was good back in the day. He was okay. Yeah, he was all right. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, David Johnson, he uh, – Arizona has just been garbage all year. Um, I mean, he's really their, their, by far their best offensive player. Um, but, yeah, I mean, any, anytime there's a coordinator change – that's something to keep an eye on there. Uh, as, I mean, clearly, what, what was it, Mike McCoy? Yeah, he clearly wasn't getting it done from before. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Johnson, he's an explosive player. Hasn't really busted out at all this year. Um, I think there's going to be – there could be some more points. I mean, there's points in all these games now. I mean, that's a crap – you would look at, you know, San Fran and Arizona um, as, not, as not being a good game. But those two teams have surprised – especially San Fran have put up more points um, than – you know, you would think this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like the it's like the Big Twelve on Monday. Yeah, they played that game against Green Bay on Monday night. I mean, CJ Beathard's out there slinging it around. Oh, don't even get me started with that game. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, let's move on um, from Byron Leftwich, um, and uh, let's uh, talk about receivers. Dom, who do you got this week? So, I got four picks at receivers just because. Oh. Two of them are kind of go hand in hand a little bit. Uh, so one top point guy I got is Devontae Adams. Guy is going to have a huge game. It's clearly the Packers number one. Rodgers loves finding him. He's scoring touchdowns every week. You know, look for him to have a field day against this Rams defense. The next guy I have is. Julian Edelman, uh, Edelman's at 6,200. He's going up against the Bills. The Bills just aren't good. Uh, you know, with Gronk out, he uh, is oh, – Brady's looking for Edelman. He's looking for other guys to get involved too. Uh, Michelle's also most likely going to be out this, this week. Uh, I see he's doubtful right now, so I would assume he'd be out. So look for Edelman to have a big game. Uh, and then the next two, uh, both Rams, is Brandon Cooks. And Woods, uh, Cooks is at 6,900. Woods is at 6,800. Like we've said, the Packers' defense is awful. Uh, Goff is going to throw, have a field day throwing the ball and look for those two to be involved heavily. Um, you know, and they're only $100 apart, so you, can, you can't go wrong with either of them, really. Yeah, Morris uh... – what do you think about the the tandem in LA, uh, Woods and Cooks? Yeah, I like them both. I have I have Woods as one of my guys as well. Um, he's been killing it all season long. I think he's been their best receiver. Uh, he's been killing it for me in both of my fantasy leagues too for me. Um, and again, with is is Cup going to play? Do we know that? I think he's he's still questionable, right? Yeah, he's questionable right now. Um, I would hope that they sit him out one more week just for his health. Yeah, but, I feel like uh, they should. Knowing this one game, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, and they're seven and zero. Oh. I, I I hope he sits out just just for his health long term um, going forward because they're going to make the playoffs and they need him. But yeah. um, 
Yeah, right now he's questionable, and you never know with McVay, you know, wanting to just have more weapons against the Packers because they know it's going to be a shootout. So, um, I don't know. But I think either way, uh, Woods and Cooks are definitely good plays this week. Um, and I definitely ranked them ahead of Cup, at least for this week. Maybe going forward, throw Cup on the top of them. But um, who knows going forward? Woods has been looking really good. So, um, yeah. he. He had a down week last week, and he threw up like 11 fantasy points in a down now. week where they were just running the ball. You know, <laughs> I mean, Gurley was having the bulk of the, the touches, but Wood still found a way to, you know, be productive with his limited touches. So I like Woods. Uh, I think he's a great pick this week. Yeah, that's the thing. Just pick your, you know, with the L.A. offense, you never know who's going to go off. I mean, everyone pretty much goes off every week, it seems like, between golf, the three receivers, and Gurley. Um, but you never know who's going to have the really explosive. They didn't get all the touchdowns. Um, but it's, I mean, Woods has been fine in the end zone most weeks. And I, he's kind of, you know, that Cooks is more the downfield guy. So he's not going to get as many catches. He'll get the big plays. Cup has really been the underneath guy. But Woods has kind of been that steady possession, you know, intermediate receiver that I think has kind of been their most reliable. And even though everyone's been reliable, um, mm-hmm. probably been their best receiver this year. Uh, I don't see why that would slow down at all. I mean, Green Bay's defense, as we know, doesn't stop anybody. So, I no, I no reason to think that Woods will have a down week this week. Um, yeah. and and Devonte Adams, of course, Dom's other pick, another Packer. Um, Homer at its finest. But I agree, I mean, that's going to be a shootout. And LA's the LA's defense has not been as good. I don't think in the last couple of weeks. So I think they're a little beat up in the secondary. Um, and Adams is, I mean, Adams is their number one receiver. He's Rogers is, he's old reliable now, even though he's not that old, you know, with no more Jordan Nelson. Um, and he's really emerged as their number one guy, certainly this season. Um, so I would agree. I think Adams is due for a big week as well. Yeah, I, I definitely like Adams. Um, I also like Edelman. Dom, I like all your picks. Uh, I did not list them, but you know, again, I think this week is actually a really big, good week for receivers in general and pass catchers. Um, a lot of matchups that are, you know, friendly, um, you know, through the air this week. You know, like we were saying, um, Oakland and Colts could be a shootout. Um, Cincy and the Bucks could be a shootout. Um, Cleveland and Pitt could be a shootout. So, you know, um, all big games for, for quarterbacks and receivers. Um, Morris, who do you have? Who do you got this week at receiver? So, yeah, I had Robert Woods, who we already covered. Um, and then my number two guy, uh, a little bit of an under-the-radar under guy, priced at only 4500 uh, I got Chris Godwin for Tampa. Again, Stan, it seems like we're going through the same games. But I like this game a lot from an offensive standpoint. Um, and I certainly like Godwin um, for some of the reasons I stated earlier. Jameis is not quite the same at throwing the ball down the field. He likes to work a little bit underneath in, in the intermediate game. Um, Godwin's had a lot of targets the last two weeks. I think he had, I think he had five catches two weeks ago, six catches last week, 60, 70 plus yards, um, against better defenses in Cleveland and whoever they play, 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 they played two weeks ago. I can't remember. Um, but I think he'll have a big game this week against Cincinnati. As we know, everyone in Kansas city put up big numbers last week. Um, and obviously the Bucks are not the Chiefs, but I think Chris Godwin has really been an under underrated receiver all season long um, for that Tampa Bay offense. And then my third guy staying on the Pittsburgh game again. I like Juju this week. 
Uh, I mean, Juju's been reliable all season long. Um, seems like he gets in the end zone at least every other week. Um, and he's, I mean, he's been huge the last couple of weeks. He had 10 catches for 111 yards uh, before the bye week two weeks ago against Cincinnati. Um, and I think against Cleveland, like I said, there's going to be – this person going to score a lot of points in that game. So I like Juju to have a, to have a big day. Yeah, um, I like I like your picks. I also have Godwin. Um, I don't know if you knew this, but he's had double digit fantasy points in all but one game. Um, wow, he's been definitely yeah, better than definitely underrated. Uh, his yeah, his lowest game was against it came against the Bears when they got absolutely shellacked. Yeah. So right, uh, that's uh, that's definitely why that happened. But um, I mean, against the Saints, he put up thirteen. Against the Eagles, he put up sixteen. Pitt, he put up 17. Um, against Atlanta, he put up 17. And then last week against Cleveland, he uh, he put up 10. So it was, a, it was a pretty decent game against a really good secondary. Um, and, yeah, look for him to have, have a, a really good day, um, more of a security blanket for Jameis. Um, like you said, he, he hasn't been throwing too deep. Um, Godwin is explosive even in the intermediate routes. So at 4,500, I think he's a steal this week. Steal this week. Um, and then, yeah, um, Juju, I mean, he's just so talented. Love, love Juju. Um, Steady every week. Yeah. If I could have him on my fantasy team, I would. So that's why I play him in daily fantasy a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. He's just a good play. Uh, so talented. Um, him, um, big Ben's gonna have a big week in, uh, in my opinion. So yeah, I like Juju. Um, what do you think about Juju and Chris Godwin, Dom? Um, Juju, I like, uh, He's gonna. He's having big games every week. I think that's a good pick. Uh, Godwin also like the only thing that kind of worries me uh, about him is the Bengals defense because that Bengals defense you have no clue which one's gonna show up. Uh, is it gonna be the one that gets torched like they did last week, or is it the one that's gonna be a little bit stingier and give up less points, but still give up decent yardage to receivers? Uh, that's what that's what I'm thinking mainly. Yeah, so I that, think that. Yeah, that's the one thing that worries me about that pick. Uh, but I think he is a good pick nonetheless, especially at the value. Uh, 4500 yeah. very, very cheap for a receiver this week in DraftKings. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like Morris and I were saying, I think the targets are definitely going to be there. So that's someone at 4500 that I want. Like, I want targets at 4500 I don't necessarily need touchdowns, really. Um, I need someone that's going to, you know – get the ball seven, eight, nine times. And even if they don't score, that's at least, that's at least giving me 10 points and that's surpassing their value. Yeah. So I would agree. Yeah. I just don't know about the scoring factor in it. You know, like mm. I said, I don't know Tampa Bay's offense, you know, we never know them either. Uh, they're going to put up a ton of points or they're going to put up like 20 points. <laughs> Yeah. That's true. That's true. So I, the, I think the pick is good, especially at the value. I think it's definitely somebody you should have in your lineup this week, but it comes with a little bit of worry. Yeah, absolutely. At forty five hundred, there's you know those players are going to have some risk. So, um, but that's the type of player that you need this week in order to like save up some room for a bigger player um, at another position. So um, I think Godwin is that guy this week. Um, alongside him on my list, uh, I have T.Y. Hilton. Um, he's finally 
um, healthy. Uh, he looks really good. He looked really good last week. Um, he's only at 6,300, and he's the number one wide receiver on the Colts. So uh, number one wide receiver being, 60, being priced at 6,300 is um, ridiculous to me. Um, but, yeah, just T.Y. Hilton, I, li- I like the way he plays. Like I said, he's, he's getting uh, healthier and healthier each week. Um, Oakland is 21st against wide receivers, and then Andrew Luck has just been chucking the ball. So hopefully, you know, he gets around eight, eight, nine, ten targets and does something with them. I definitely think he will. Um, and then my other pick is just, just kind of the most obvious pick in the NFL, Adam Thielen. Um, he's at 8,700, but he's just unbelievable this year. He's um, had double-digit targets in every single game. Uh, he's just putting up yards each and every week. He's going up against the Saints defense. That is 32nd against wide receivers. Um, like you were saying earlier, Dom, with Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins is going to have a great day at home. Sunday night football rematch. This is going to be awesome. I can't wait for that game. Can't wait for Thielen to have another big day. Yeah, I, I think that's a very good pick. You know, Thielen's tearing it up this year. And we all know what that Saints defense is. It's not very good. Uh, it has been playing better as of recently, but it's still not very good. Uh, you know, Cousins is going to have a field day, I think, on Sunday Night Football. Uh, you know, he's kind of been quiet this year other than that Rams game. Uh, I mean, you can say that Packers game where they tied, even though the Packers should have won. Uh, yeah, a big game against the Birds. And yeah, nice game against us. Did have a good game, yeah. Uh, but... You know, that last uh, – he was uh, the guy last year with the Redskins that, you know, would tear it up. So, I'm looking to see more of that Kirk Cousins this year uh, – or this game on Sunday night instead of the Kirk Cousins that gets the job done, uh, throws the ball really well. But I'm looking for that Kirk Cousins that's going to put up a lot of points this week against that Saints defense. Yeah, I like yeah. your – I like your Thielen pick as well, you know. Um Again, that, that's going to be a high-scoring game. We've seen the NFL has really hit it right on the money with these th- Sunday, Monday night games, it seems like, this season. Um, just they've picked, you know, the game that looks like it's going to be the most high-scoring, most entertaining on paper, and they have been. I think that's going to be a ton of points, obviously, playing in that dome. Uh, the Saints defense has been better as of late, but they, they played Baltimore last week, who's actually been a better offense than we think, than we thought originally, but it was a little cold, you know, outdoors. I think indoor Sunday night against against Minnesota and those receivers, uh, you're gonna see a lot of points from both sides, and I I definitely think Thielen's you know he's definitely gonna be involved in that. Uh, I mean, no one can cover him really straight up one on one, especially on New Orleans. Um, look for him to be matched up against who is it? Uh, the the one corner on the not the who's their their one corner is pretty good, um, but the oh, other, yeah, Lattimore's good. Um, yeah, and but feeling Crawley, yeah, Crawley's gonna he's gonna struggle. He's their he's their guy on the other side, um, and he's been burned a lot for for big plays all season long. So look for Thielen to get him. I think at least once or twice. Um, and then I like your Ty pick as well. Uh, I think anybody that's going against Oakland and is is due for a big week. And that Colts, yeah, like we said, that Colts offense is definitely it's been coming on in recent weeks. I think Frank Reich is. Uh, Starting to hit home with what he's doing with Luck. Luck's looking a little bit better every week, throwing the ball downfield a little bit more. 
because um, we saw in the first couple of weeks it didn't look like his arm strength was back at all. They, I think he had the lowest yards per attempt through the first four weeks of the season, um, but he's definitely starting to open it up a little bit more. Um, and T.Y., you know, T.Y.'s been his guy there for as long as can be. Um, so when Luck starts to feel better, naturally I think T.Y.'s numbers and production is going to go up. Yeah, so that's that's kind of why I had him. Uh, and, yeah, again, with you and – also comes out of the slot a lot, and the Saints are awful at guarding slot receivers. So, um, right, they yeah. lost Patrick Robinson for the season, and that's why they yeah. just traded free Apple. So. Yep, yep. But, uh, but yeah, Thielen, uh, Thielen's gonna have a field day. Um, and even at 8,700, he's he's someone that you need that I'm definitely putting in all of my uh lineups this week. Tom, did you have anything else? No, I think um, you know, we all got pretty good picks at receiver. I mean, like you said, it's going to be a loaded week at receiver. Um, a lot of points, a lot of games that are very high scoring. So any receiver that you know we've kind of picked, is, I have a feeling it's going to go off. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that kind of leads me to tight ends, um, the other pass catchers. Uh, um, yeah, so, you know, with receivers being – you know, having good matchup this week, you got to find that tight end matchup that um, is going to suit for your lineup and, uh, you know, push you over the edge in Daily Fantasy this week. So, uh, Morris, who do, you, who do you have at tight end this week? Well, I like both guys, actually, in the Cleveland-Pittsburgh game. Um, obviously, I like everybody, it seems like, on Pittsburgh this week because I just think they're going to have a monster offensive day. Um, and Vance McDonald has been really reliable for them this year. Kind of came out of nowhere, was, you know, sort of just an average middling tight end, um, playing with not really any quarterback in San Francisco for years. Um, and he's really de-sprung the life this year. Um, he's had at least 60 catch or 60 yards receiving in the last three out of the last four games, including an 100-yard game against Tampa back early in the season. Hasn't really been getting in the end zone, but he's been getting the bulk of the targets, especially early in the game. I think Big Ben's been looking to him more, and Jesse James has been sort of more the closer for them. Um, but I like McDonald a lot this week. And then I like David Njoku also for Cleveland. Um, he's a guy that's, you know, he's a little slow to start the season. Obviously, we saw him feature on Hard Knocks. Um, you know, unlimited talent for the guy, really. I mean, he's a physical specimen. Only problem with him is just been catching the ball um, and being reliable each and every week, which he is not, you know, he's only a second-year guy. He's a young guy. Um, but really has been coming on in recent weeks. He's had a touchdown each of the last two games um, against the Bucks and the Chargers. I think Baker's starting to build a little bit more of a rapport with him. Um, so I like Njoku to have a big day as well. And I think they're going to be throwing the ball a lot, Cleveland, because I think they'll be trailing in the game. So, uh, you know, look for look for Njoku to get a lot of targets, and that's what we talk about, getting targets, getting catches and yards, not necessarily touchdowns, but he does have touchdowns in each of the last two weeks. So I think you could be looking at a nice day from Njoku. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, McDonald I like as a pick. Um, you know, as you said, Jesse James is kind of a closer, but McDonald's been getting a lot of targets, a lot of catches, and he's kind of positioning himself to be that guy. You know, the guy who's going to be the tight end to receive all the targets for the Steelers. Uh, the other guy, Najoku, yeah, I like him a lot. Uh, he had a big week for us last week um, when we were talking about him as our picks. You know, I think me and Tino both agreed on him. Uh the only scary thing about it is <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Uh, I don't know if I'm on the Baker. I don't know if I'm on the Baker train yet. Uh, I think he still is, 
you know, he'll light up, he'll light it up sometimes. But he'll have games where he had against the Ravens or even the first half against the Bucks, he struggled. So that's the only thing that kind of worries me with Njoku. Uh, that kind of worried me last week with him too. But uh, you know, I went with him in one of my leagues or one of my games. So you know, we'll see. I think that's a good pick. Also, one guy I had uh, OJ Howard uh, at that thirty nine hundred. Uh, he's having a huge season this year. Targets left and right. Uh, you know, Jameis Winston's finding him, and we know that Jameis Winston loves to find the tight ends, and Howard's been getting it. Uh, he's averaging about 11 points each week he's played in fantasy uh, for DraftKings. So I think he's a good pick, at, especially at the value. And another guy I had is Jordan Reed. Now, I'm not very, I'm not too high on Jordan Reed. I think it's more of a flyer pick than it is must-have. But he's kind of, you know, had a mediocre season so far. But the Giants defense, man, I just don't. They just aren't good either. Uh, I know they kind of limited the Falcons on Monday night. But I don't know. I think it's worth taking a flyer on Jordan Reed, especially at 4,500 if you're looking for a tight end who can pretty much be a game changer if he gets involved. Yeah, um, yeah, I like all those picks so far. Um, Jordan Reed would definitely be um, someone that you have to take a risk on because he really hasn't been producing um, that much, but he's so talented. He's so good at catching the football. Um, he's so good after the catch. So if, you know, and the Giants just traded Eli Apple. They just traded Snacks Harrison. Who knows who they're trading before this game on Sunday? <laughs> well, they can be, you know, it's it's a it's an absolute fire sale in in New York. Um, they're a mess. So uh, I could I could see the Redskins having a really big week in New York and just um, use everybody, including Jordan Reed. Uh, maybe he'll have his breakout game. Um, and Joku, I love. He's on my list. Um, Forty six hundred. Um, he killed it for us last week. Um, and Pitt is 28th against the tight end position. So I like Njoku. And Dom, your point with Baker Mayfield, I can see it as the negative that you're pointing out, but I can also see it as a positive for David Njoku because David Njoku is his security blanket. He's been throwing to him a lot. He's been averaging little over nine targets per game in the last three games with Baker Mayfield throwing him the football. So I think that is somebody that, um, Baker can actually rely on, and that's somebody that he utilizes a lot. So I, I, I get where you're coming from, but I definitely see it from the positive light that Baker Mayfield trusts Njoku more than anybody else. So that's why I like him um, this week and going forward. Um, and then my other two picks, I got Trey Burton. Love Trey Burton. Ah, I was going to say him as well. Yeah, that's a good one. That was yeah. yeah, so, um, he, you know, he uh, – Zach Ertz took away all of his, you know, <laughs> targets to la- you know, last year. In, uh, in- that's what, man. He was good for us, though. Yeah, he was. No, that's what I'm saying. So, he needed to be yeah. his, his, in his own. So, Hell of a back tight end. Chicago was awesome for him. Mitch, uh, here comes Mitch. Mitch Rubisky. Oh, oh, our boy. Oh, yeah. So, can't, can't not mention Mitch on this, on this podcast. Um, yeah, Mitch Trubisky loves Trey Burton. Um, they're going up against the Jets this week, uh, you know, who did not – whom did not have a good week last week. Um, they're in Chicago. Uh, so, um, 
Yeah, and Trey Burton just gets consistent targets. Look for him at a really big day. At 4,800, I think he's a steal. And then um, Jared Cook. Jared Cook's my other pick. I'm not super high on him, but I think it is someone that if you want to take a flyer at tight end that could have, uh, you know, his ceiling is is ridiculous, especially now with Amari Cooper out. Um, David Carr needs somebody to throw the football to, and I don't think it's going to be Martavis Bryant. <laughs> so, <laughs> no. <laughs> So look for Jared Cook to have a pretty good day, at least at least get the targets. Who knows if he'll um, capitalize on them, but I do think he's going to get a lot of targets. So, yeah, Jared Cook is there at 5,000. Um, he's somebody that I might just take the risk on, uh, depending on how I'm feeling about the Raiders. You know, it's really hard to trust anybody on the Raiders because of what's happening and all the turmoil and uh, – with John Gruden, you know, and his fire, his own fire sale. But I think Jared Cook is somebody that could get a decent amount of targets and be uh, be a go-to for Derek Carr this week. Yeah, I like that. I like that Cook pick, uh, especially, you know, you're talking about my pick with Doug Martin. Uh, if he's not, you know, because Doug Martin's going to get at least a bulk of the carries on first and second down. Uh, if he's not anywhere – you know, productive, and, you know, they did trade Amari Cooper. And if Derek Carr can't get the ball to Bryant or even Jordy Nelson, Cook's going to get a lot of targets. So I do like that pick. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's just why I had to go for it, you know. I like Jared Cook as well. Um, I think he's been a little bit of a sleeper this year, and he's gotten, I mean, the bulk of the workload of tight end. He's a favorite of targets, at least, for, for, for Derek Carr. Uh, Dom, I like your – OJ Howard pick, um, just I mean, like we said, I, I kind of like everybody in that Tampa Bay Cincinnati game. Um, and again, I think you know Jay, they're just going to both teams are going to be throwing the ball a lot. I could see Cincinnati being up in that game and Jameis having to work his way back with intermediate passes to you know big body guys like Howard and I would mention Godwin earlier too. Um, I don't love your Jordan Reed pick just because he's kind of been he just hasn't been consistent this year. Um, he's actually been healthy for one of the first times first seasons in his career. Um, mm. but the production hasn't really been there. I, I just don't think he's meshing that well with Alex Smith. So I got one touchdown in the season. I, I think that came in the first game of the year. Um, not getting a whole lot of targets. Um, and just, yeah, I mean, you know, we know Smith, he's, you know, he's an up and down quarterback. Um, doesn't really like to throw the ball downfield all that much. You know, they've actually been, they've been running the ball a lot there in, in DC with Adrian Peterson. Um, Chris Thompson's coming back this week too. I think he's a more reliable target even though he's a running back for, for Smith coming out of the backfield, he's one of the better receiving running backs, I think, in football. So I'm a little – that's one reason why I would worry about Jordan Reed a little bit. Um, but, I mean, I could see it. I could see – I mean, the upside's always there with him. You never know he's going to have a big week. He's so talented. Just the production hasn't really been there to date. Yeah, I mean, that's why he's more of a, you know, a flyer pick than it is kind of a must-have, you know, because the production – Yeah, he's priced – 4,500 too. So. Yeah. The price, I mean, he's going to, the production's always going to be there. It's whether, you know, it's, it's more of a, okay, is this the game he's going to break out? And if he doesn't right. break, screwed. But if he does break out, it pays off greatly. Yeah. And it's the Giants too. So, I mean, you know, yeah. take a shot against a team like that. Yeah. I mean, and, and if you look at tight ends, I mean, Zach Ertz had a field day against that Giants defense. I get it was Thursday. Oh, yeah, he did. I get it was Thursday night football, but, you know, if that's any indication of what, you know, can happen this week. You know, Jordan Reed, a nice athletic tight end, just like kind of Zach Ertz, might yeah. might equal points. 
Yep. So, yeah, so we've got a pretty good list of tight ends there. We got Njoku, we got Burton, we got Jordan Reed. Um, who else we got? We got Vance McDonald. I think they're all due for pretty good weeks. Um, not really sure you could go wrong with any of them. It just depends on how you set your lineups. You know, if you're looking for somebody, you know, to have uh, possibly a breakout game, Jordan Reed's your guy, Jared Cook's your guy. If you're looking for a safe floor, I think Njoku and Burden are your guys, along with Vance McDonald. So I like those. I like all those picks, guys. That was uh, that was pretty good. Um, moving on to the other side of the football, unfortunately, we do have to talk about defenses. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and like we were saying earlier, like they're the matchups this week are like kind of against defenses and for offenses, but. Uh, you gotta pick them in daily fantasy. So, uh, Morris, let's start with you. Uh, give us give us two defenses you got. Well, my number one defense for the week, I got the Baltimore Ravens, who have been one of the best defenses in football this season. Um, had a pretty good game again last week against the high powered New Orleans Saints. Um, only held them to only twenty four points. Um, didn't pick off Breeze at all. Um, so it wasn't a huge week for them fantasy point wise and they only had three points, but again, that's against one of the best offenses in football and Carolina is an offense that, I mean, I shouldn't really be talking after what they did to my Eagles last week. Um, but the Eagles held them completely dormant for, you know, three quarters. They, I mean, they couldn't do anything. And then finally, you know, Cam started getting the short passing game going, started getting into a rhythm, but Cam's just, you know, we, we know Cam, you know, he's, he's an up and down guy. And I think Baltimore is the kind of physical defense that does well against the quarterback in an offense like that. Um, you know, Carolina is not a big play offense. They're, they more like to run the ball, play smash mouth, grind the ball down the field, which is, I think, plays right into the Ravens' hands. So I, I think Baltimore is going to have a, uh, a big week this week going up against Carolina. Um, and my next one might be the more obvious one. They're the most highly priced defense, I think, here at 4,100, is the Bears going against the Jets. Um, you know, the Bears defense was obviously getting a lot of love the first month of the season or so uh, when they got off that hot start. They were playing great. You know, they made the Tampa quarterbacks look like dog shit. Um, <laughs> but the last couple weeks, they've been – they've regressed a little bit. They obviously had a terrible week, giving up over 300 yards to Brock Osweiler, even though most of that was catch and run. Um, but definitely did not do a good job of covering the Miami receivers in space. Um and then had a tough week against New England last week, but you know that's that's New England. We know they once their offense starts get starts to get rolling, which it has, um, you know they get Edelman back. They're just tough to stop, even without Gronk. Um, but I think going against the rookie quarterback, granted Darnold's been he's been solid up to this point, um, but I think this week, you know that, that that might just be kind of a trap game, kind of a tough game for a rookie going on the road against a good defense. Um, I could see some turnovers happening there. Um, and I think, you know, Chicago is motivated coming off the back-to-back losses. I can't see, I, I can't see them putting up another clunker at home. I think their defense is going to be swarming and, uh, I think they're going to lead them on Sunday. Yeah. I'm that bears pick. I think, you know, they are the highest price defense for a reason. Yeah. Um, you know, Khalil Mack is a little banged up and, you know, as the kind of the dolphins, like you said, the dolphins and Patriots, they did throw the ball a lot over them. Uh, so, you know, defense, like I, for me, defense is always kind of, you know, let's see what I can get the most value for for cheap. Uh, but that pick at the for the Bears, I think, is a good pick. And the Ravens defense, you know, they're always pretty good. And the same is with this year. They're 
very good, you know. They held the Saints, <laughs> the high-powered offense, to only 24 points. So, um, you know, that's a good pick for me. If I'm looking at picks right now, <laughs> the defense, like we've been saying, it's a very offensive-minded league, and none of the defenses really stand out to me. One defense that does is the 49ers defense against the Arizona Cardinals at 2,500. Uh, you know, I the 49ers defense is one of those teams, you know, toss a coin, maybe you get lucky. Uh, but the Arizona Cardinals haven't been very good. Uh, so I think that's definitely a team to look at for the defensive the defensive side of the ball. And then the other pick, I think, is the Patriots against the, the Bills. We've talked about it before. Bills are absolutely atrocious. And they showed absolutely no fight last week against the Colts. Uh, so I think the Patriots, you know, defense comes in, stops them. It's it's going to be a one-sided affair, obviously. I think the Patriots win that game. And I think it they win it, they win it big, you know, with their defense stepping up and just stopping you know, any sort of drive uh, for the Buffalo Bills. So those are my two picks for this week of defense. Yeah, uh, I, I like those picks, Dom. Um, I'm not too sold on San Fran. I just can't trust them. But for the Patriots at 3,500, they get to steal uh, Monday Night Football. They're, uh, they're not letting the Bills do anything to them. Um, <laughs> but who did – did any of you got either of you guys think that Derek Anderson would be playing on Monday Night Football in 2018? Yes or no? No. <laughs> oh my God, that's just a disgrace. What are the Bills doing over there, man? <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> like I know Nathan Peterman is unplayable, and I mean they screwed up by trading Tyron. I mean Tyron's not that good either, but he's serviceable. I mean Josh Allen clearly isn't ready to play. Well, Nathan that's... Peterman's a walking interception, and Derek <laughs> Anderson's a dinosaur, man. I mean, what are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> this is what you know when you sell sound off in the bills when you sell your soul for your top pick and your top pick's a quarterback you need to play him <laughs> right away and that's the yeah. part for Josh Allen I do think he's a decent QB um, I thought coming into the draft this year he was probably my you know last ranked QB that would go in the first round just because I just don't I, he's got the arm but I don't know if he's the total package. Uh, but when he's hurt and Nathan Peterman is <laughs> atrocious. I don't know if he could even beat like a college, a really good college defense the way he plays. No, probably not. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, but if you had, like, going back to Tino's question, um, Derek Anderson, I did not expect him to ever be playing on a Monday night game this year, but if I had to guess the team in the beginning of the year, it would be for, it would be the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Bills or Jags. <laughs> yeah, oh, the Jags team is bad too. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad we really haven't talked about them this week. Uh, uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, so Pat, um, they're a pretty obvious pick, 3,500, you can still uh, save you know, a couple hundred bucks for your other positions. Um, then my other pick is kind of an interesting one. I got the Kansas City Chiefs defense on my <laughs> list. Yeah. Um, against bad offenses, they're actually pretty good on defense. <laughs> Plus, they're at home. They give up a touchdown less at home than they do on the road. They're going up against Denver. 
with Case Keenum throwing the football. Um, this could actually be a decent game as far as turnovers, at least for Kansas City, giving them some points. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with the Kansas City Chiefs for at twenty at price at twenty six hundred. Um, I yeah. know it's I know it's like eh, Chiefs, you know they let up points, but I mean against the bad offenses, you know against. Jacksonville, they had 22 fantasy points against Cincinnati last week. They had 14 fantasy points, you know, and at Denver, they had six and that was at Denver, you know, Denver stadium is kind of nuts over there at mile high city, but in Kansas city's home turf there, they play significantly better. And I think they're getting better and better each week coming into their own. Um, so yeah, that's kind of why I have them on my radar this week on defense. Well, I like that pick. Uh, yeah, that Broncos, that Broncos offense isn't. <laughs> I I get. I know they destroy the Cardinals, but I think that says more about the Cardinals defense than it does the Broncos offense. Well, they also had two pick sixes for you know, so that's fourteen points right there. Without that, it's you know they only scored thirty one. Yeah, I mean it is. It's good, but it's against the Cardinals, so I'm not. I'm not worried about their offense at all. Um, you know, so. Yeah. That's kind of that's kind of why I picked the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. I've always always taken the position too with defenses in a shootout are somewhat, I in my opinion, just for me, are almost more valuable because in a shootout they're going to get lit up, but I feel like there's a lot of room for interceptions and uh, different types of you know fumbles, whether it be from the receivers or on sacks. You know, that's just the kind of position I take on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, especially, you know, like for the Packers defense, right? Just for example, they're atrocious. They're so bad. But somehow they come away with at least two or three turnovers a game and two, three, four sacks a game. So those all equal points. So that's just kind of what I see with uh, defenses and shootouts. But I do really like that Chiefs pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I do too. That defense has been coming into its own a little bit the last few weeks. I mean, they were obviously awful to start the season. Um, but they performed decently against Denver the last time they played them, and we all know Case Keenum. I mean, he's looked like old Case Keenum with the exception of, you know, last year. I don't know how the hell that happened. Um, but he looks like the guy who started his career again. Um, and I mean, they've got seven interceptions on the season, 19 sacks. D Ford's been a monster coming off the edge. Um, and to do what they did against the Cincinnati offense that was pretty hot coming into there. I know it was at home, um, but, I mean, they're at home again this week against certainly a much worse offense on paper. So, I like that pick as well. Yeah, so, uh, all right, we, we've covered uh, all the positions. Um, you guys want to go into flexes at all, or you, you'd rather go into predictions? I'd rather predictions. All right. Yeah, predictions. Uh, we covered all the guys. Cool, cool. Um, so, uh who we got Thursday night football, like I said earlier on the pod, uh, both four and three teams. Um, I don't know if you guys remember a few weeks, three or four weeks ago when the Texans were 0-3, I would say that they would win three in a row. Um, and they've actually won four in a row. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited for Thursday night football. What do you guys think? Yeah, I like the uh, – the Texans are looking good, man. They're coming on. Their defense is coming on, uh, you know. They've been dreaming about that Watt-Clowney combo, it seems like, for years now, but they can never get them both healthy on the field together. And Ugh. this is the first season that they're finally out there together wreaking havoc. Uh, their defense has been really, really good all season. 
Um, and Deshaun is as talented as they come. Just the problem with them is, I mean, we all watch their games. He just gets destroyed. I mean, Bill O'Brien has, I don't think, any clue what he's doing. Honestly, Colin plays. Their red zone offense has been atrocious. And he's got no offensive line. He's got nobody to protect for Watson. Um, but, I th- I mean, they, they've certainly been coming into their own. They seem like they're they're coming together as a team. Um, and I just think they're more talented than Miami. Um, is Osweiler playing this week, though? Do we know who's playing? Osweiler 10. Yep. Unfortunately, October. I'm all <laughs> over. I'm all over Houston in this game. Definitely. If Osweiler's out there, 100%. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Texans just strictly for a uh, betting purposes, and the Dolphins aren't very good with uh, Brocktober. So let's go. How the hell do the Dolphins have a winning record too? But they're four and three. That team stinks. (laughs) I would, I would say, I would agree and say they're the most uh, suspect four and three team out there. Yeah. Um, I don't think they have any. Houston's pretty good. They look like the favorites in the South right now. Yeah, the South is. uh... You know, South it's up for grabs. Yeah, I mean, it's bad division. Um, but, yeah, they definitely look the most consistent team right now. Yeah, um, I'm also I'm also picking the Texans tomorrow night. Um, the Dolphins have too many injuries on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Danny, Danny Amendola is going to be their number one receiver tomorrow. Um, you know, Kenny Stills is hurt. Albert Wilson's hurt. You know, I Brock, Brock Osweiler's playing quarterback for a third week <laughs> in a row. I just, you know, it's... That's all you need to say. <laughs> yeah, it, there's not much more to say. Um, yeah. Got sex since 24, uh, Dolphins 13. I like it. Covers the spread. Yeah, I like it. So I like them to cover. I think you're looking at like a 26-10 Houston final. Yeah, I, I think Houston just blows them out. <laughs> all right. Um, let's move on to Sunday morning, 9.30 a.m. in London. Oh, God. <laughs> Eagles making me wake up on Sunday morning for this crap. Eagles, Jags, Morris, your team. We'll start with you. What are you thinking? Ah, uh, I mean, it just this is a tough team to figure out. It just has been all. Then you know, one week we're up, the next week we're down. We're clearly in the midst of a Super Bowl hangover. I mean, I think everybody saw it coming. Um, we don't know how to handle winning in the city from the players. To- we like to talk a bunch of shit, me included, and then you know. Oftentimes we can't back it up the next year. So we got our Super Bowl, and I mean, I'm still hoping for the best for this Eagles team, but I don't know. I mean, if they don't, obviously they could still theoretically win the division, even if they lose this week because the NFC is so unpredictable and bad. Um, but it really feels like, I mean, they've got some tough games on the road coming up the second half of the season against New Orleans and the Rams. So this really feels like you kind of have to win this game, especially after the bad taste that left everybody's mouth last weekend. And you're going against a team that's in, you know, more of a dumpster fire and in way more turmoil than you even are. I mean, Jacksonville looks like they're, you know, the biggest disappointment in the league right now. <laughs> Bortles looks like the old Bortles again. Their defense has been – I don't know what happened to their defense. looks like they've been figured out or what. They rely a lot, you know, on their athleticism and on their talent. Um, but they're just not that smart of a football team. Um, the one thing is they seem to play well in London every year, and it probably is an advantage to some degree that you go you get to go over and play there every year as opposed to the Eagles who have never played over there before but I mean, if there's a week for the Eagles to I think win this game defensively because I'm still you know the offense has just kind of been mediocre in terms of scoring this season and I think that will continue um but I think the Eagles defense I think I think they got to bounce back this week after that horrendous fourth quarter 
what better way to do it than some combination of Blake Bortles and Cody Tesla, whatever you get. Um, so I, I think the birds pull it, pull through. I'm going to go 23-17. Um, but I'm not 100% confident, but in order to save our season, I think we got to win this week. Um, <laughs> this is going to be an interesting one because I think <laughs> I think that the Eagles' defense is very suspect. Uh, it is. Oh, it 100% and, is. And I don't think the Eagles know how to play with a lead. <laughs> uh, we, that's the thing. Last year they did, and this year they have no idea. They've blown two second half, two touchdown leads this season. Yeah, I just don't think they know how to play. Uh, and maybe it's against better teams. Maybe playing against the lead with Jacksonville will be different. But I, I don't know. I don't trust that offense that a team's not going to come back and like last week and just and beat them. Uh, I do like the Eagles, though. I think it's a little bit closer of a game. I think this game is 23-20 Eagles, and I think it ends on a game-winning field, game field goal. Ooh, a game-winning field yeah, goal. Yeah, Jake Elliott. Yep. Jake Elliott, another guy that has not been reliable this season, not even close to what he was last season. Oh, yeah, um, the the London games sketch me out, man. Uh, <laughs> and like like Morris, like you were saying, Jacksonville's been been going to London. Um, last year they torched the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, obliterated them, obliterated their lives. Um, <laughs> it was oh man, they just torched them. And I think I don't think they can torch the Eagles, um, but I do think. Jacksonville's comfortable going to London. I actually think the Jags pull this one out um, in a very oh. game. I think it's going to be a, a, a three-point ball game for the Jags. 24-21 Jags. Stabbing me in the guts, you know. Wow. Look, uh, I, I mean, I, I, it wouldn't surprise I, me, man. I mean, Jalen Mills has given up. I, I read something today on ESPN, and he's – I think giving up more yards and touchdowns to receivers than any corner in the league this year. I mean, he just hasn't been that good and he's slow. And I mean, the Jags don't have, you know, it's obviously not that good of an offense, but Westbrook and Cole, they can bust out. And I mean, hell we allowed 180 yards or whatever to Corey Davis earlier in the season. So you never know. I mean, I, I could see the Eagles defense having a letdown again, but I'm hoping just because it's against freaking Blake Bortles that it won't happen, but I can't, I can't argue that you think that, that, that they're not going to win. So I don't know. Yeah. Let me, let me reiterate and say, I don't think the Jags are a better team than the Eagles. Um, but I just, I just think that this London advantage could possibly be a real thing. And that's kind of why I have to side with the Jags. Um, and also you both picked the Eagles. So I kind of felt like being the outlier here. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you, Tino. And, with the Jags aren't a better team, but <laughs> I just don't think the Eagles know how to play with the lead, and I think that kind of bites them. I mean, I, like I said, I think it ends on a game-winning field goal, but you know, ultimately, you would love to see the Eagles blow a team out. You know, finally. <laughs> yeah, you would. Um, but yeah, speak. Speaking of uh, blowouts, high-scoring games, Packers, Rams, Dom, you're you're the you're Pack uh, fan. Go Pack, go. What are you thinking? So, <laughs> what what I think for this game is that Aaron Rodgers comes in as 
one of the biggest point underdogs. I think this is the biggest underdog career or game of his career as of right now. They're plus nine and a half. I think that the Packers not only cover that, but I think they win this game 45-42 on a game-winning field goal by none other than Mason Crosby. Uh, I think this defense is going to get absolutely lit up, but I, <laughs> the, I think the Packers are also going to light up uh, the Rams' defense. You know, Randall Cobb is looking like he's going to come back this week. Ferre talked about Devontae Adams, who's going to have – I think he's just going to have a monster game. Uh, Jerome Allison might be back, uh, so we'll see. And then, you know, we've talked about those rookie wide receivers for the Packers who have been doing a really good job. Uh, I would love to, to see the running game, but for some reason Mike McCarthy doesn't know how to do that. Uh, but I think this game ends in an absolute shootout. Rodgers has a monster's day, monster day. I think the Rams have a monster day but I think it ultimately comes down to another game-winning field goal, and it's going to be 45-42 Packers. Yeah, this is the kind of game that Rodgers, you know. Oh, he's going to – I mean, look at it. Rodgers plays and he plays in Lambeau, right? Yeah. I mean, it was it was 45 degrees there when they played the Bills the last week of September. Now you're bringing him to L.A., warm weather, great air, He's, I mean, he's just going to light it up, I think. I, <laughs> yeah. Now, this is the kind of game that he has a big day against. You know, yeah. he'll rise. I, I, have, I don't have much doubt that he's going to play well. Um, I just think in the end, I think that offense of, of the Rams is too good. And I think that the, the Rams probably will be able to get a stop at some point. Certainly have much more confidence in them getting stops than today's defense on the road. Um, but I think Rodgers, I mean, he'll keep this close because I think this is the kind of game that, you know, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time rises to the occasion and steps up. Not that he doesn't ever do that, but I mean, yeah, he's been been doing, it's a national game, right? Sunday afternoon. I think he'll, he'll four twenty five. That's right. That's his time slot. Um, I I think, I think the Rams win the game. I'll go 38, 31. Um, (laughs) But I think it's, I I think it'll be a good one. I think, I think Rogers will have his points um, and we're going to get our money's worth watching this one. (laughs) Yeah, um, I'm alongside both of you with the shootout. Um, I think this game is actually going to go into overtime, um, tied up at 33, and then Todd Gurley is going to have a game-winning touchdown, and they're going to win 39-33. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Classic Packers way to lose. Yeah. I love a touchdown I in overtime. I can't do that against another. <laughs> I can't. <do> that. <laughs> I cannot. They need There's only so much the heart can take. This is the thing. They need this game. Uh, yeah, they they, 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 they got, got a tough schedule coming. They up. got the Rams this week, the Patriots next week Sunday Night Football, the Dolphins the week after, which was just flexed to four twenty five on CBS. Oh, uh, and the Dolphins for well, oh, I don't know, but and then the next week they play the Vikings. <laughs> so that's this tough, game that's a tough stretch. This game needs to be won. I don't care. They put up. The Rams could put up 80 points if they wanted to. The Packers just need to score more than the Rams. That's all I care about. I can care less about the defense as long as they win. I don't care. <laughs> they need the win, though. They need it. All right. So I'm kind of going through the Sunday games, and I'm looking over about how great for the NFL this would be if the Browns-Pittsburgh uh, game 
is a shootout, goes possibly goes overtime like it did uh, in week one. Um, that's going to be a great game. And then at 425, like we're saying, Rams-Packers overtime game leading in uh, to the Sunday night game with no time to spare because the 425 game runs to about 745. Next thing you know, it's Sunday night football, safe Vikings. That is a great slate of Sunday football. That um, is a great slate. I can I can see this happening. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say, um, you know, NFL is going to, like, rig this for ratings or something, but I could totally see, like, you know, like, these those three games alone, like, are an action-packed Sunday, something that I want to sit in front of my TV screen without moving the entire time. And, and you'll actually be able to do that, too, with the 930 game this week. Exactly. Oh, I'm going to have myself <laughs> a day on Sunday, boys. Yeah. 930 yeah. – Kegs and eggs, baby, in the morning, and we're yeah. we're off we're off we're off to the running. Yeah. <laughs> Get our nice nine thirty a.m. I'll be yeah, fourteen hours straight of football. That's what I'll be doing on Sunday. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, so yeah, that's uh, those are those are both good games. Um, and then yeah, my Jets. Uh, oof, rough week last week. Um, not happy about it, and I don't think I'm going to be happy this week either. Uh, I think the Bears are going to uh, not let us not let the Jets move the football at all. <laughs> um, Bilal Powell is out with a neck injury. And no oh. doubt, um, our top receiver is Jermaine Curse. Uh, so our best tight end is Chris Herndon. I'm just not excited this week <laughs> going up against that Bears defense. Um, I mean, I hope we're victorious, um, you know, as a fan, but as, you know, someone that watches football and likes football and knows a little bit, yeah, I'm going to have to say the Bears are going to come out um, on top in this one. I'm going 27-17 Bears. Um, you know, I hate the Bears. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hope they lose. I'm going Jets purely on I need the Jets to win. So go Jets. Uh twenty one twenty game winning field goal. Who by wow. Jason Myers. He's actually he's been consistent been here. Oh, yeah. he, he, he's, he's been having himself a season. Yeah. Since I picked the Bears defense and you know in the flex, I think they I think I agree with you, Tino. I think your Jets are in trouble this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I'm not thrilled about it, but I'm gonna watch. So Yeah. <laughs> Of course, as you would. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, I just think I think this is the classic, you know, Darnold, no touchdowns, like three turnover game, a fumble, a pick or two. Oh. Um, I mean, there's ebbs and flows in, in the in an NFL season with all these teams. I mean, we see it. There's a couple teams at the top, a couple teams at the bottom, and then a bunch right in the middle, just scuffling through, trying to find their way. You know, we'll see who emerges in November and December. Um, but these are two of those teams, and, you know, the Bears are coming off back-to-back losses, a home loss. I just don't see them losing three in a row and two in a row at home. Um, I think it's tailor-made for them to have a big week. I'm going to go Bears – I'll say Bears 27-10. I think they I think they win comfortably on Sunday. Yeah, uh, there's there's three guarantees in life, death, taxes, Sam Darnold interceptions. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, oh, cut Sammy Savior, man. He's been good. He's been good. He's been, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be wearing his jersey. I'm gonna be wearing his jersey yeah. while watching the game. But 
he's going to throw at least one pick. Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. I think you'd, I would consider taking the over on two and a half turnovers this week for Donald. Fumbles and interceptions included. Uh, I don't want to hear this. I need the Bears to lose. So, let's Tom, go. it's week. What is it? Week eight. You got plenty of time, man. The Packers I don't always go on there. There, they go. You know what they're gonna do? It's gonna be yeah. Thanksgiving. They're gonna be five hundred or maybe below, and they're gonna run the table and put themselves in a chance of position to make the playoffs. And they're gonna be prime for a week seventeen uh, Sunday night football or four twenty five Fox game. I'm gonna be yep. <laughs> shitting my pants, and you know that's how it's gonna go. And I do not. That's, yeah, that division's competitive, man. You know, I'm going to that Jets Packers game, uh, week 16, and I would like that to be the clincher. So, go Jets! <laughs> well, all right, we got we got our predictions in. Um, if you're still listening, which I hope you are, um, we are going to um, bring out our full lineups by Saturday. Um, the podcast is available on all. Um, on all settings, all devices, um, you know, even if you have an Android, you can access it through podcasts on Spotify. Um, we're on Apple Podcasts, which is pretty big for us um, moving forward. Um, and yeah, the picks are going to come out Saturday um, through uh, through Joker Mag and uh, Paulie's picks. Um, Paulie's going to um, assess what we talked about tonight, come out with his perfect lineup for the week um, to hopefully put some money in your pockets. Going forward, us three are also going to start implementing a new podcast um, called The Underdogs of the Week, and we are going to highlight games where we pick the underdogs to come out on top in college basketball, NBA, NHL, um, and even the NFL. Will uh, If we see an underdog pick that we like earlier in the week, we will discuss it and we will um, – talk about why we think they might come out on top um, in such games. And uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're excited moving forward. Um, thank you for listening to the Joker Mag podcast. Um, we're super excited going forward. Um, check in with our sneaky plays every single week. We are here. Looking forward to it, boys. Go Pack Go. Go Birds. All right. Uh, All right, I'm jump shot. Right on cue. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nick, Nick's again. This podcast was brought to you by JokerMag.com, your one-stop shop for sports, lifestyle, and entertainment.